recorded it on an old digital Tascam, like like an eight track. Oh really? Yeah. I bought one. It was like four hundred bucks. I bought it, I recorded the album, and then I returned it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I don't like this. It's not for me. This isn't for me. Every story starts the same way I'll just do a little bit till Sunday Okay. Hi there. It's December 28th, 2019. I'm Eric talking at you once again from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where starting in just three days, hindsight will just be now. Because hindsight is always 2020. 2020, yeah. Atta boy. It's not my best. Shut up. (laughs) Still worth it to be said, but Jesus, man. (laughs) (laughs) well here we are again rounding the corner to the end of the year which means we're rounding the corner to the end of season two which is good i'm i'm happy to write off season two um i'm ready for season three i'm excited about it that'll be march 18th um first things first Taking care of business, got to say hi to Mike and the crew of Pit Lane Parlay. That's the number one IndyCar and racing podcast. Make a pit stop at Apple Podcasts and leave the boys a star rating for the Pit Lane Parlay. That's that. How you doing, Gord? I'm doing fantastic. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. As I said, just planning ahead. Getting ready to shake off this horrible trump of a season of our show and move on to something more exciting. Horrible Trump of a season. (laughs) (laughs) That means it's liked by some, not talked about by others, and hated by the masses. (laughs) Exactly. It's been. It's. I don't know. It's. It's been a fun one. I'm just. I'm looking forward to season three. I think it's the one that's going to put us on the map. It's the one we're going to. We're going to start getting attention to the big guys. We already are, but it's mostly negative attention on Facebook. Caused by me. (laughs) Yeah, well, it is what it is. Hey, you know what? No, there's no such thing as bad media. Isn't that what they say? It's bad. No such thing as bad press. Bad press. Same thing. Yeah, that's true. It's it's I'm starting to disagree with that a little bit. (laughs) But who knows? Um. What else did I have? I did. I, I've got nothing. Numbers are good. Audience is going up again. Um, the the numbers to, that I'm paying attention to right now are, are the number of times the episodes are listened to after they're listened to, like for the thirty days after they're posted. Yeah, that's the number that means something to me now, and that is actually dropping slightly. So that's that's one I got to keep my eye on and work on, and and see why the episodes don't have the appeal that they used to. Episodes used to get hundreds of listens. Now they're like in the teens, some of them. So 
you're clearly doing something wrong. Uh, yeah, that's it's always it's definitely my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that responsibility. That's fine. <laughs> but we did sign off. Oh, by the way, everyone, go to YouTube. Check out. Just type in Eric Egard, the Laser of Truth. Check out the trailer for the new movie. It is right on schedule uh, for a New Year's release. Not New Year's Eve or anything, just in the new year. <laughs> At some point in the new year. We don't know which new year. But I did, in the new year. Um, but it's it's just solid gold. It just gets funnier and funnier. I, I'm having trouble making the goddamn movie because I can't stop laughing and ruining the scenes. <laughs> That's when you know it's good. And I was working on it in the hospital today. Just sitting there, plugged into my IV in a hectic, busy emergency room, just howling, just writing the script and laughing my ass off. They must have thought my IV was full of morphine or something. <laughs> What's the, what is so funny? <laughs> you have a crippling infection. <laughs> <laughs> It's so awesome because it hurts every day. <laughs> Whatever. I got a cool cane out of it. They didn't even charge me for it. <laughs> nice. You got to know how to talk to the nurses. That's the thing. Guys, anytime you go to a hospital, just sweet talk the nurses. And you can get you. It is amazing when you can get upgrades on if you're nice to nurses. And like even even uh, when I was not where I am now, and I was in the other place, just nice to the nurses. I got double meals every time. I didn't even ask for that. I just started getting double portions on all my meals, which in the hospital that counts. <laughs> I got like I get like two pillows when everyone else gets one. Can I have an extra pillow? You shut up, animal! <laughs> I'm just in the corner sleeping soundly on my two pillows. Hmm. Just be nice to nurses. Nurses run the shit. Oh, absolutely. Nurses are the yeah. only the ones you need to be nice to for sure. They're the ones yeah. that can either make your make or break your stay. And the littlest bit of kindness, and they are just they just melt because they get so, three hundred thousand losers in all day. And one yep. guy just comes in and you just say, hey, you're doing a great job. And just be patient. Just you know, It doesn't matter what's going on. Just be like, it's fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't expect to pay out instantaneously. It will two hours, two hours in the waiting room, they're like, I'm so sorry. What? For what? I'm watching hockey. It's all good. <laughs> Under my breath, I fucking hate hockey. I don't hate hockey, but it's the World Juniors and fucking every... There's not one Canadian pronounceable name on either team. No. It's all, it's all Russians versus Sweden, Swedish. Like, it, there's no... What's the point? What's the <laughs> point of even having Team Canada there? Every single name ends in Dev or Lov or Rov. <laughs> and I can't pronounce any of them. There's no fucking, like, Cole Tate or whatever, like, Duncan McDonald. <laughs> no. There's no Wendell Clarks. There's no... Yeah. Where's Wendell Clark? Now, that's you don't even hear a name anywhere near that. Actually, that's not true. The Edmonton Oilers' big star is Connor McDavid. Now, that's a good hockey star name. That is a good hockey star name. That's good. 
Who's the other one? The the one who he just he's the best player who never plays. I have no idea because I don't pay attention to hockey. The one that everybody he was the next Gretzky, and then he got the concussion and he never. Now he doesn't play, but he's still the best. No idea. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember. Young kid. Ah, uh, shit. Doesn't matter. Anyway, he had a good Canadian name. I just think in hockey it's important. Like Gretzky is close enough, but well, back then it was all Canadian names. It was all Grants and Dougs. <laughs> there was no. Now it's all Sergeys. Pisses me off. I don't know. I can't. The game's stupid now, anyway. And there's too many damn teams. When Las Vegas has a team, Las Vegas doesn't even know what ice is, except for Disney on ice. Yeah, that's that's as far as it goes for them. They get a team, and they won the fucking cup. So fuck them. (laughs) Like their first year, they just came in and won because everyone was like, and nobody took them seriously. Everyone's like, ah, Vegas, they're gonna suck. (laughs) Well, no, it's Vegas. They're fucking rich. They bought all the best players and kicked everybody's ass. And yet, meanwhile, the Leafs still can't fucking win the playoffs. I don't get it. <laughs> They're doing good this year, though. Oh, yeah, they, they always do. Yeah. Well, it's like my Jets. My uh, Now, a different sport. In football, I'm, I'm a Jets fan. Life, lifelong Jets fan. And you can pretty much stop watching in October. Every year. It's, 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 they're done by October. Yeah. Super Bowl is February, but I don't have to worry about the Super Bowl because the Jets will never be there. <laughs> I did a really stupid thing when I was a kid where I just liked New York because their teams rhymed. So that was it. I just liked the New York's teams, the Mets, the Jets, and the Nets. I thought that was cool. So those were my sports teams, and they all suck. I'm just not a – I just couldn't give a shit at all. That's that's pretty much the extent of sports talk on Eric and Gord. Uh, that's as far as it's going to go, basically. Except when the Olympics are on, I can talk about uh, hating those. But <laughs> but I don't even like. I don't really follow anything. I can't. I can't commit to. There's what in hockey, 182 games or something. How do you sit through that? Well, out of all the sports, at least I find hockey is. I would still have to say it's probably the most exciting out of all of them, just because. Oh, yeah, definitely. At least it's I don't know quicker paced and shit, but um, yeah, it's still I don't know. I can't. I just can't follow happen. something for that long. I can't follow TV. I, streaming TV was invented for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I used to. I used to wait until five years after the show was popular and go rent it all at the library, and then I could watch it. Yeah. Catch them all back to back and just do the binge watcher. Yeah, that's the only way I can ever watch anything. Um, although there were a few watching. shows like Hell's Kitchen, I could devote. Yeah. I, I always made time for Hell's Kitchen. But yeah, any of those cooking shows I can make time for. <laughs> any any of the shows that where they they now have a strategy and they're like like they they. They, on the first episode, they interview the guy and he tells you how the next six episodes are going to go because he's such a fan of the show. He knows how to play the game. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah. And it's, I, that's why I don't watch MMA. If Joe Rogan could sit there and call every move before the fight starts, then I don't need to watch the fight. Yeah, what's the point? 
I'll just but, get the highlight reel. This is not a uh, sports show for that reason. Yeah. Because um, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, and number one, we're Canadian, so we don't get really to play anything but hockey. And our funny version of football. <laughs> um, but we have more exciting things going on in our country, and we said we'd get to them last night, and we better do it quickly because it's a huge thing. But you said you had a bunch of stuff, so did you want something first? Oh, fuck, sure. I don't know. I got a whole bunch of shit, if whatever you want to talk about. Um, first one I want to bring up is just something that uh, – this is this just bothered me. Um, so there is, a, there is an avalanche in the Italian Alps uh, that killed a woman and two children. Who are skiing. Okay. Why are you taking your seven-year-olds to the top of an, the Alps when there is a high warning of avalanches? I, that, that seems very Italian to me. Oh, they're from Germany. They're, they're German. Oh, well, that explains it right there. Germans have no soul. So yeah, so I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for them. You're just, you're just, you're dumb. And I think that if the mother did survive it, I think she should be charged with child endangerment just for putting her kids up there in the first place. Just too fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. I uh, pretty sure, from what I heard, she died as well. Yeah, uh, but um, I don't know. It's just that's just so European. Like they, they just. It, Kids aren't kids in Europe. Like they're 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 kids until they're like two, and then they're allowed to go to the bar and shit. Yeah, well, fuck them. Um, so yeah, that's just a quick. I don't want to talk to. That's just that just bugged me. It's just a, a cultural difference. I feel bad for the little girls. I wouldn't ever. I don't even like my little girl on the monkey bars. Still, she's five, <laughs> um, and that scares me. And they're only as tall as me. Like. That that's she is four feet off the ground, but but they're they're only as tall as my head, and it still scares the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> she falls as a joke because she thinks it's funny, and it scares the piss out of me. Like I, I <laughs> your heart stops every time. She's not going near an Alp ever. <laughs> she still doesn't know that downtown Vancouver exists, and I don't really want her to. She's just happy in Lynn Valley. Lynn Valley's her world, and that's fine with me. She can stay there in her beautiful, green, happy world. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And she's her. She's she lives a block from her school. She's two blocks from Lynn Valley Mall. She doesn't need to know that there's a world outside of it. That's uh, true. She yeah. Uh, no, she can stay there. That's fine. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and she's had the library is her whole life, and that's perfect. There's no boys there. Nope. <laughs> I love it. So the next one I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you the headline, and I want your thoughts on the headline based just off the headline, okay? Gotcha. Heirs sue Miami to get back theater grandfather donated. Oh, really? The heirs of a philanthropist who donated historic, historic theater to the city of Miami want it back. That is so funny. Um, so, what's your take on that? I just, just, I love these stories. I, I think it's absolutely... I think contesting a will is the sickest thing you can do. I, it, it, no, just, it violates my senses on so many levels. I think no, if it's willed... Because, here's why. 
because the reason they're doing this is because the agreement that was put. So what it was was the grandfather had donated it in 1975. It is the um, oldest um, theater in Miami. It's one of the oldest theaters in Miami. It was it was added to the Register of Historical Places in 1984, so nine years after he donated it. Um, oh yeah, I don't. I kind of know a little bit about this one. Now, in the agreement, he donated it to the Miami Parking Parking Authority specifically because he because the parking authority isn't. He was under the impression that at the time. It's not run under – he distrusted politicians and believed that the agency was independent of the city. Right, and then they, they didn't keep – they didn't upkeep it or something? That's right. The parking authority gave up management of the theater. Uh, the city violated the deed and gave up its right to maintain ownership according to the lawsuit. So they're suing because they want to be, – because what it was was the grandson had walked by it. And saw an order posted on the theater by the city code enforcement to repair or demolish the building. Right. And they're like, fuck you. You're putting your, you left it there just so that it would go derelict, just so you can tear it down and turn it into something else. So basically, you got right. it. So, so, see, I, then I'm on that side of that because the city is there violating the will. Therefore, I think the city's wrong. No, this is what I mean about the misleading of the. Because when you do an heir is suing to get their theater back from the grandfather donated, you know you're misleading the public to sit there and to think, oh, well, greedy pricks just want to get more money out of their fucking grandparents yeah. or whatever. 100%. So that, yeah, so it's, it's nice to see that there's actually some families out there that aren't in it for the money. Yeah. And are doing it specifically because, no, you, you had a thing. You were supposed to take care of this. You didn't. You're an asshole. It, it tore, you know, this, this bullshit tore my family apart. Uh, my stepfather died in the year 2000, and uh, his will was so divisive that the family's never sp spoken to each other again. Um, I haven't talked to my stepsisters. They haven't talked to aunts and uncles. The whole family was destroyed by, by greed. It was greed, and it wasn't even uh, like a vast fortune. It was actually very meager there was really nothing there to speak of, but it was enough to tear the family apart. So it, it it's just, if it's in a will, fucking leave it alone. It's their dying wish. Yeah. Unless it's something like this. If you're the heirs and you realize that the people who inherited it aren't, aren't doing what the intention of the will was, then good on you. Go sue the shit out of Miami. Damn straight. I agree fully. Now, this one comes into one of those things where I, I love it when they put stuff in, when they describe something that they shouldn't be describing it right. Um, in, fuck, where did this happen? In Houston, Texas, two people are dead, seven others are wounded after an unknown uh, amount or unknown assailant ambushed a group filming a rap music video. Uh, there's a group of Hispanic males were shooting a video in a parking lot and um, they were ambushed. Two people dead and seven others were wounded. Now, here's the line you're going to love. We believe, quote, uh, who's this before I even say this? This is um, 
the Harris County Sheriff Ed Gonzalez. Hey, Ed Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking moron. Um, we believe they were ambushed by individuals in cars and or on foot. (laughs) 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 Oh, God, I love stupid people. Um, Yeah, they said that it's unclear if the group filming returned fire, but there are a large number of shots fired regardless. (laughs) A lot of shots were fired. Yeah. He cannot rule it. Can't rule out that it was gang-related, but there's no information on the motive, or the suspects, or the defendants. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I'm not saying it's not gang-related, but there was no gang people there, we don't think. <laughs> I, I'm not saying they're ambushed by guys in cars or on foot, but they're either in a car or on foot. <laughs> guys on foot? Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the guys on foot were probably walking. <laughs> or running quickly <laughs> afterwards. One of the two. The guys in cars probably driving or riding in the cars. Oh god, that's just amazing. That is awesome. Well, ABC News. Emily Shapiro contributed to this report. Emily, well done. Thank well you done, for Emily. Or Mark. No, I don't even give fuck you people. I don't give a shit who you guys wrote the article. That's just amazing. Thank you, Ed Gonzalez, for being a fucking moron. <laughs> I'm reading out of uh, DW, DW.com. I have no idea what this is, but I found it on DW.com. There's a great picture of a bullet hole, <laughs> like in glass with like a ruler beside it. And police tape. Oh, police tape and a, and a camera. It's probably not even from, it's just like a stock, fi- stock photo. photo. Yep. Same thing on this one. No pictures from anything at all. Just a stock photo of a of a street with police lights in a distance. <laughs> oh, here, just at the bottom, though, a uh, a cargo plane flying for Amazon crashed into the waters off Houston. Oh, how about that? Uh, probably not related to the gang video uh, ambush. <laughs> so you find out one of the stray bullets hit the pilot. <laughs> oh, or Amazon just hates rap. Maybe Amazon. Amazon doesn't like Hispanic rappers. We don't know. Uh, it's I'm I've never heard them say anything to the contrary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, now this one just bothered me. Uh, in Oak Park, Illinois, Illinois. Sorry, there's an attorney who had fought to help people who were wrongly convicted of murder to get out of prison. Yes. Um, it's a, it's a woman. Her name is Karen Daniel, sixty-two. Um, she died uh, yesterday morning as a uh, in a car accident where she was. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, she was she was walking. She was crossing the street. Yes, and a sixty-three-year-old motorist uh, had um, didn't reduce the speed. Um and hit her. Failure and, to eat to a to a pedestrian. But here's the thing: the 63 motorist was ticketed, so you yeah. killed a person, and, and and you get a ticket for it. Uh for now, maybe. Seems a little lenient. I don't know. <laughs> like, 
Come on. <laughs> Come on. You were clearly speeding, and you didn't even bother braking. You just, fuck if there's a person, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go. And then you slammed into a person and killed them. And this is a person who was, like, a really good member of society. This woman was, like, uh, she, she was, like, teaching. She, she was a teacher. She had just retired. She's a former federal prosecutor. Um, just done a whole bunch of good things, and but she she co-founded the Center on Wrongful Convictions. That's right, yeah. And she retired from that this year as co-director. So yeah, sad news. Um, I do. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I can't find anything more about the the driver. No. I've I got a lovely article just praising the crap out of this woman. And, yep. and for good reason. She's obviously very awesome. But yep. I don't see anything about uh, what's happening to the guy. They even have an interview with one of the guys who she got off on uh, charges. He was released from prison in 2018 after serving 16 years for a murder he didn't commit. And the guy's oh. name is Eric Blackmon. Eric Blackman, and he's still Black alive, Man. right? <laughs> if your name is Eric Blackman, and you have not been shot yet, you are you are winning every day, my friend. That's it, my friend. Well done. Say, oh yeah. Sir. Oh no, that's not him. That's wait, Dana Holland. How is that dude, Dana Holland? That dude's Eric Blackman. <laughs> that's not a Dana Holland. Oh my god! <laughs> um, now, now Marlin, my uh, oh, my last it, one. It sucks that there's not enough. There's nothing about this dude. No, nothing about the driver at all. They're keeping whoever the drivers are keeping them completely out of the out of the media. Which tells me that this person was a hit from somebody else who didn't want this chick to keep wrong, getting these people out of jail. You know, uh, I put nothing past the Americans anymore. Nope. That could Not very nothing. well be something. And just because, by the way, folks, that could be a new conspiracy. I haven't heard anything to the contrary, so therefore it must be true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the sad thing is nowadays it makes sense. Like, yep. you would think, like, you know how embarrassing it is for a district attorney in the States to have a conviction overturned? Like, it's terrible for them. Yeah. Put it past one of them to uh, to want this to stop. Yeah, no, this is, that's, it makes the entire system look terrible. So yeah, it but. Me in the no, no, not one bit. Um <laughs> Let's put a pin in that and follow it, uh, because that's you know what I, I it's so fresh. No one's speculating yet, but I guarantee. Excuse me. I guarantee that that's a possibility, and if not, we're going to make it one. Yep. Absolutely. I will pursue this. I am a big fan of Illinois. I'd like to go raise some hell there. This is about as sketchy as a giant redwood falling on a guy's head. <laughs> oh, it happens so much. So it's, often. It is, uh, it's, it's really an epidemic, you could say. 
Now listen to this one. This one's pretty. I left this one for pretty much for last for a reason. Wouldn't um, that be great if I just? Now listen to this one. No. <laughs> no. Go fuck yourself, asshole. (laughs) Um, An Ohio doctor has been charged in the 25, who has been charged in 25 deaths, is suing the hospital for defamination. (laughs) Listen to this. He's accused of ordering drug overdoses and the deaths of 25 hospital patients. And he has sued his for, former employee for defamination, arguing that he did nothing wrong. He did not deviate from hospital policy on end-of-life care. All of these people were on end-of-life. Okay. So he, he just sped it up a bit. And every one of these, as far as I can... No, I, I can't even find... I can't even find one thing where a family member has sued him. No, probably not. It's another Kevorkian. So that's just it. So yeah, but so that's that's pretty much what it is. And they have like some of I mean there's just a, there's a lot of weird shit about this one here. Um the patients died from their illnesses, not the administration of, of fentanyl, powerful Kingfield, ordered by Husel. So he basically just let them die of their own free will, but just gave them the drugs so they wouldn't die in pain. Mm-hmm. Fentanyl is an, um, it's an amazing painkiller. Oh, that's, that's, its, that's its real use. Yeah. Well, that's what they. That's one of the things that they give uh, pregnant women before birth that goes into the spinal thing. Exactly, and all that. And it has it. It it has very little uh, after effect. Like like a normal anesthetic, you're groggy for up to a day. Um, fentanyl, you you snap right out of it. Yeah. He also prescribed oxycodone, um, clonazepam. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the good ones. The interesting thing is that he was hired in 2013, and in 2014, he received Doctor of the Year award, very very next year. And they're saying that um, yeah, that they're they're suing him. It's just, it's, just, it's very strange. Yeah, it's you know. This is something that's going to have to change. This is this is the next marijuana, in my opinion. Yeah, the, because the it's right, right to just die. When you yeah. say you want to die, you should be allowed to die. That like, <laughs> the same people who argue the right to life are the same ones who fight against the right to die. I don't understand. No, I know. <coughs> um, it says right here, Mount Carmel official said in January. After the filing of the first of more than two dozen lawsuits regarding Housel's care, that he ordered significantly excessive and potentially fatal doses of pain med- medicine for at least 27 near-death patients after families asked that life-saving measures be stopped. Yeah. But they didn't ask that uh, they be sped up. No. And all he did... Again, on according to him, with everything that he said and all his, his, his stuff, and according to the family, all he did was just eliminate the pain. Yeah, 
And that's wonderful, in my opinion. So if, if, if it was discussed with the patient and the patient agreed, mm-hmm. uh, that was fine. And I still think we're doing it wrong in Canada. Now, in Canada, it's legal, but the patient has to sign a thing, and your family has to sign a thing, and three doctors have to sign a thing. And uh, I think that's bullshit. I think if you're too much of a vegetable to sign the thing, then fucking, um, you know, if, if everyone agrees... Then pull the plug. I, on the other hand, now I never miss an opportunity to bring this up either. I have the exact opposite of a do not resuscitate order. Always, always resuscitate. And if I'm not in a state to say it myself, leave me plugged in. Find a corner for me. My taxes will cover it. Leave me (laughs) plugged in. They will cure me one day. Don't, don't end my life ever. Um, just put it out there. Uh, just uh, they'll figure out what's wrong with me and cure it. And uh, just uh, just put me in a closet or you know out of the way. I don't care. But don't unplug me. <laughs> well, I, um, for me, it's just if I'm going to be a vegetable, fuck it, just off me. I don't. I just don't care. Yeah. No. I. That's cool. I would unplug <laughs> you to charge my phone. Yeah, which I think people should. <laughs> they should put me in the waiting room. If you Only if <laughs> that, that's going to be the last episode of this show where I accidentally <laughs> unplug you to charge my phone. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, hey, Gord, what's your thought on oh? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for like a week, I'll just weekend at Bernie's it with you. <laughs> I'd be so good. <laughs> Clip clip together old episodes and talk to them. <laughs> um, please tell me if it does says why. Um, in Texas, in Pflugerville, Texas, a former <laughs> University of Texas at San Antonio football player has been arrested and charged with a fable stab- fatal stabbing of his sister. No, oh, that's rare. 25-year-old Michael Igwagu was charged with murder in the Friday killing of his sister. Uh, the sheriff's office has not yet released the name of his sister. She was stabbed multiple times and died at the scene. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's probably the same name, idiot. It's her sister. <laughs> well, I don't think her name was Michael. No, but I'm saying <laughs> oh, we're not releasing her name. Well, uh, they're brother and sister, so yeah. odds are... Chances are it's not going to be very difficult to figure out. And they're identical twins. <laughs> now, she was, the victim was pregnant, but they they were told that, but they're still waiting on the autopsy to confirm it. Oh, well. That's yeah, pretty bad. Weird. Um, oh, she was 17. See, oh, no, that's, that's an old article. Sorry. Okay. That's a year old. Sorry. Looking at the wrong one. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, this one is just uh, doesn't say her age at all. But they keep, they literally, in this tiny little article, they mention the town of Pflugerville, which is P F L U G E R. Pflugerville. Pflugerville. They mentioned it like 20 times. Why is there a silent P on your town? Get rid of the P. What the fuck do you need the P for? See, no, this is not right. First comment on this was someone's like sounds like an honor killing, you know. Unfortunately, he's a he's a a black kid. He's not East Indian. He's a black kid, and nothing about his name says that he is 
of well, any bit of East Indian descent where honor killings are a part of life. Well, it could be Muslim. He's, I mean, nothing about this guy. His name is Michael. If, yeah, if that doesn't mean anything. Muslim, you could be a Muslim. You, yeah, but if you go over to become a devout Muslim, your first name becomes Muhammad. I have a white friend who has become a devout Muslim, and his name is Muhammad <laughs> Robert. <laughs> so, when you become devout enough to believe in honor killings, you're going to have a traditional name. That's just how people do. That's how people roll. Oh, sounds like an honor killing. And then yeah. people, the, these Facebook fucks go, oh, yeah, totally it was. And yeah. then that becomes true. Uh, there's a part of my novel, I, just shameless plug, but uh, what I say, you know, uh, um, a rumor is only a rumor uh, so long as it gets repeated. If, if nobody ever repeats it, then it's just a statement. And a fact is just a statement that gets repeated by enough people that start to believe it. Um, and that's, that's how the world operates nowadays. Facts are just enough people agree on something, so it's the truth now, whether it's true or not. And it starts, it always starts with just that little spark. Sounds like an honor killing. Yep, that's right. You got it. You can't just throw that shit out. That, that's, that's a toxic grenade that you're throwing out there. And the, the shrapnel goes through so many people so quickly now. Yep. And then, uh, you know, this, it's just, and then the truth, people don't even pursue the truth anymore. Look at Epstein. Look at all these cases where the truth it just becomes, becomes a theme. Yeah, and the truth becomes secondary to the whole thing. Yeah. We're never going to know the truth about him. No. And when you, it starts with one little statement like that, people stop doing that. Uh, you know, use your heads. Get to the truth. Go If you live in that town, go talk to people. People yeah. love to talk. People will talk. I can go out and get a full hour-long interview with anyone I want. Say, hi, I'm Eric. I've got this podcast. Can I talk to you? And people talk. They love to talk. They want to talk. It's not hard to go get the truth. Um, one night that you didn't turn up, I was down at the um, the – the convention center, the brand new convention center down in the Fairmont. And I went into the Fairmont lobby. They were having a big Christmas party for, I don't, I don't know who, yeah. um, uh, Pan Pacific. I'm sorry, not Fairmont, Pan Pacific. Okay. In, in the Pan Pacific giant lobby, 48,000 square feet. And I had my laptop. I pulled out a plastic card and threw it around my neck to look like a pass. I walked around. I got full access to the kitchen <laughs> I got to sample the entire buffet. That's uh, I, amazing. I said, and I didn't even, I didn't even lie. I said, I'm Eric. I'm with the Champion Tree Entertainment Company. We're just doing a thing on Pan Pacific Christmas and and what it looks like, what Christmas looks like at the Pan Pacific Hotel. And they gave me access to everything. <laughs> I, I, I was, I could have gone through pockets in the coat rack. Like, oh, this is the coat room. That's amazing. Can I have a look at this? Oh yeah, please have a look. Like, oh, most, most of the staff has already gone home. You're a little late. And I said, well, yeah, I, you know, traffic, and I didn't really know where you guys are located. I'll do better next year. <laughs> That's amazing. But I stood next to, there's a piano player and an opera singer were the entertainers. I've never seen a real opera singer, like, up close and personal, but I was close enough to smell the guy standing there with my notepad. As if I'm taking notes. And then the piano player is like trying to look all proper and stuff because I'm taking notes on her. 
<laughs> I, got, I, got, I got my buddy who was with me to pull out his phone and start snapping pictures of me. So it looked like he was taking pictures for the article. Oh, that's so perfect. Oh, it was, it was, uh, but like, it, my point is people think you're somebody and, and not that I'm not. Um, but I didn't even have to lie. I said, I'm Eric from Champion Tree Entertainment Company. And then people are like, okay, you have full access to everything. Security was escorting me around. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where we keep our safe. <laughs> I, even, I, I even came up with my theory on, because these guys were like straight out of a movie. The head security dude was super bald with a super shiny head. Oh, no way. I was just like, that's the most serious guy in the building, isn't it? And everyone started laughing. I'm like, you could tell that's a serious haircut. And then and that, another guy came out and he was bald with the shiny head, but he had a goatee. And I said, see, that guy's playful, right? <laughs> he can make a joke. Am I right? And there's, everyone was howling. I'm like, I said, the day he gets promoted, that goatee goes and he's not funny anymore. That's it. Um, but they so were just, funny. they were so perfect. And then I just started asking questions. Hey, you know, how many people does it take to staff an event like this? I could have just been casing the joint for all they know. Yeah, no doubt, right? And I could see security because I, I got on the third floor up in the balconies because there's like a big balcony that goes all the way around the whole thing, right? Like yeah. it's sort of a concourse, like a walking area. And I was on the third floor and I saw a guy in a leather jacket just looking at a tree. And I'm like, why is that guy looking at a tree? And then he looked at me and he totally did the thing where he talked into his wrist. And I was like, that's awesome. He's security. That's and then I looked and there was a couple and the couple like went in for a kiss. And as they were kissing, she snapped a picture of me with her phone. I'm like, holy shit, fake security couple. It was so cool. That's and then I started just walking around trying to point out all the people that were security. And there's a lot of people just like standing in doorways that don't look like they belong there. I'm like, holy shit, all these people are watching me right now. This is so neat. Not what you expected at all. No, but uh, <laughs> I didn't expect to get through the front door. And I got a security detail escorting me through while I sampled the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> it was all delicious, by the way. Uh, well done, guys. Pan Pacific. <laughs> uh, my, yeah, their food there is amazing. The point to all of this is people want <laughs> to talk. It's not hard to get people to open up. Most people are willing to talk. So go out and get the truth. Don't, don't say, oh, it sounds like an honor killing. And if you hear something like that online, don't buy it. Go, go find the truth. Call them out for it. Yeah, definitely. Direct, That's another good thing. Call them out. I, I did that earlier today. I was just telling Gord. I called out a guy who was posted an article that was clearly fake with this horrible photoshopped fucking picture that was like not even a good attempt. It, I photoshop pictures all day long. That's all I do for fun. <laughs> and this was a bad. It looked like one of mine. Like it wasn't good. <laughs> and, was and really I, terrible. I called the guy out and then I went and researched the article that he had posted and it was an opinion piece from a crappy shitty millennial woman's website like for millennial women by millennial women like oh well then it's definitely credible no um <laughs> and it was actually it was a collection of three new york times articles that didn't say any it was like that game where you whisper something in someone's ear and hear what comes out the other end yeah um, yeah it, because by the time it got from the 
the three articles they pieced together to the article that he pieced together, and it was a completely different story. It was totally naming a guy who was inconsequential three years ago when the whole story mattered, and it's about a militia group who is trying to divide Washington State into two states. Oh, shit. Um, in 2016, and they occupied a park in Oregon for, it was a glorified camp out, but they're calling it domestic terrorism. Oh, for fuck's sakes. And it's like, no, it, it was a bunch of guys camping. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. Was that, that, sorry, that was a very long-winded uh, way of saying, uh, don't listen to the guy who says it's an honor killing. Yeah, because chances are it's not. <laughs> Or it might um, be. I'm going to get my ass off if that's what it comes out as. <laughs> it could be. I'm All this saying. fucking ranting for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this might just create another rant, by the way. Um, let's have to wait and find out. Um, the Ro- Rhode Island's Roman Catholic diocese. Uh, is- yeah, rant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grant has is challenging a lawsuit filed after a state law gave sex abuse victims more time to sue their abusers or the institutions that they work for. Gave so them now they're so basically the um, Rhode Island has passed a law that allows victims of sex abuse to give them so basically because the statute of limitations was twenty five years. They basically said, no, fuck you. We're extending that. Okay. Right? We're going to give it for longer. Um, if it happens, you know, if it basically, if it happens at a church and, you know, it happened 35 fucking years ago, you can go back and sue them still. Uh, the church is fighting this and saying, um, I want to see if they actually give a direct quote. Uh, the Rhode Island Supreme Court has held unequivocally that retroactive legislative changes to statutes of limitations that revive already time-barred claims are unconstitutional. Well, there you go. So that's their way of saying you can't do this. It can only be, I'm assuming basically what they're saying is that they can only from the moment of when that new law came into place, it goes from that point forward, not anything that's already been passed. That's, that's, I would say that's very thin. Um, That might stand up and get to a court of appeal, but that's, that's pretty weak right out, right, right out, right out of the gate. And um, you're, you're, I, I say the day of reckoning is, is coming for the Catholic church. Like, this just has to stop. I mean, it's worldwide. It's it's infected all Catholic churches. There is. I don't think there's a Catholic church in the world that doesn't have a few very credible accusations. Like that's the problem. There's very few false allegations against the Catholic Church. And, you know, I mean, no, doesn't. I don't understand how it doesn't their own religion should stop them from doing this. I mean, they, they must know they're sealing their fate by, by their own design. Um, like, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> I don't get how the Catholic Church, everything they 
do is contrary to Catholicism. Yep. Um, but I think it's time. This is one of these institutions that it's just gone on too long. And I know they have enough money to, to continue it, but really it's time to put an end to them. Uh, and yes, if, if that means extending the statute of limitations, great. If that means violating all laws that apply to everybody else, fine. Like how many thousands of victims does there need to be before we just go, okay, laws don't apply to these guys now. Laws that protect the regular accused don't protect these guys because it's not one guy being accused. It's in the, in the, the, the Rhode Island diocese is hiding 45 guys. Rhode Island's like the size of my bedroom. How is there 45 guys that have been charged with this stuff? Yep. It's, you know, it's, it's, I, have a, I know of a, a guy who I actually knew who one day just kind of happened. Just one day out of nowhere, he just kind of snapped. And he didn't even know why he snapped. He's like, something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I'm having these weird thoughts and things like this that I didn't know, and I'm not understanding it. <clears throat> um, after talking to him one night, I'm like, you should really just go and talk to somebody because like, what you're saying sounds like it's a repressed memory. So he went and he talked to a, talked to a therapist, and it turns out that he had repressed memories of when he was sexually abused by a priest um, when he was in church as a child. And all of it ended up coming out. There was like, I can't remember the number. It was a pretty big number for, this is happening in my hometown of Milton. It was like, I can't remember if it was like 30 or 40 victims had come forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was like, Almost well. This was about twenty plus years after it happened. Sure, but that's a that's the thing. These guys do it with impunity. They thirty victims, like, yeah. and that's the problem. Because like the first comment, and I'm gonna call this person out. Your your name is Lee Wright. Fuck you. Lee Wright. <laughs> Fuck you. I have a real problem with so-called abused folks. First of all, it's so-called. That's a problem. Coming forward 40 to 50 years later, it's like they woke up from a long coma and decided to file a civil lawsuit. Yeah. Because they just remembered what happened. Exactly. All, all the parties and witnesses are dead and can't defend themselves or confess. I'm with the Catholic Church on that one. If you haven't filed your complaint by this time, then stay gone. Uh, you're the first one who's going to eat those words one day. Who, people who say shit like that are always in the news a year later trying to file some complaint and people go, no, sorry, dude. Uh, now, number one, you're, this happens when you're eight. Yeah. Okay? You're scared until you're 20 to say anything because your Catholic parents won't hear it. Yeah. You, you probably tried when you were 12 and you're. Your Catholic mom or dad said, oh, how dare you? Yeah. So you, you keep it to yourself until you move out and you go to college when you're 20. Then and you drink for a while to progress you, it. You, you drink for two years, and then in a drunken stupor, you confess to your college roommate, and then he makes fun of you, so you fucking hold it in until you're 30. And then 
you marry someone and you're so happily married and you finally trust the first person you've trusted since you were eight years old, you're not going to ruin that by telling them that you were molested because that might end your perfect marriage. So you hold it in again until you're fucking 45. Yep. It's not. It's and then and then now it's your fault. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter when you come forward. Someone, yeah, it's just circumstances. Some sometimes you just can't. And yeah, maybe it is uh, like you just woke up out of a coma. So what? Does that mean it didn't happen? Not only that, but here's the other thing. Taking off the last line, if you haven't filed your complaint by this time, then stay gone. This is yeah. one of the things that's going on with churches right now, where a diocese from or a bishop from uh, Vancouver has officially opened up his vaults to look at all of the complaints from sure. kids and parents for the last as long as that church has existed. Perfect. That have done gone nowhere. Because this is the, the first thing that'll happen for a lot of these things is the people will go to the church. And say, well, my my kid has said this. In Rhode Island, the records date back to 1875. That's a lot of complaints. (laughs) Right? The the Rhode Island newspaper has existed for that long. And the church has records going back that far. So how many complaints do you think they have? And no, I'm sorry. No. We have to just put an end to the Catholic Church. How does the Catholic Church even exist on a plane any different than the fucking bountiful FLDS? Yeah. So there, that's just a... I think Catholic priests, honestly, I think they should just be um, like non-citizens. I think you should just be able to kick them when you see them on the street. Just You should be able to kick them. And walk up throw, and kill throw, a priest. Yeah, just throw things at the... Are you, uh, only Catholics, for now. Well, they're going to be the worst ones anyways. It's a disgusting... Someone has to stand up. We need a fucking pope who will stand up. There's been three popes in my lifetime, and not one of them will stand up and say, Hey, quit buggering little boys. Uh, like, one pope has to stand up and say, This will not stand in our church. We will get rid of you. We will excommunicate you if there's even so much as a uh, a hint that you might be doing something like this. Get rid of them. That's yeah, it. Well, just or at least disgusting change, the whole, like, uh, change the policies that priests can't be married. Let these let let them have a married life. Let them be married and then get laid. So I they're not regressing they and that. No. No. Um, well, no. I say, you know what? It's beyond that. It's not. I don't even care if they get married. Get rid of the fucking Catholic Church. Get rid of it completely. You don't even. I don't care if you get married. I don't care what you do. Your your whole organization is tainted beyond repair. Yeah. That's just insane. That is insane. That's just. If you're Catholic, you're insane. Oh, my ex-wife is Catholic. <laughs> so, so is my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the, the church-going females usually that are involved in this stuff. No. I'm not just justifying. I'm just saying. It's... Yes, just putting that out there. <laughs> and my girlfriend, uh, sorry, wife, very rarely went to church. 
Uh, she went for the holidays, but other than that, she she prayed and stuff, but she did it on her own terms because she was uh, off put by the church. Yeah, so much so that she tried to maintain her faith, but do it in a way that didn't uh, pay lip service to anyone involved with the church. Which yeah. is a sad thing when you have to when you have to separate your religion like that with with barriers, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's got to be difficult for the devout Catholic, the actual Catholic who is, wants to be a good Catholic, and they have to like put these uh, limitations on how involved they get because of their disgusting, horrible religion. Yep. That's, that's not fair. It's, it's <clears throat> not fair to the good ones. And there are good Christians out there, I'm sure. Um, and it's not fair to them to do this. It's just the... Just, we have to just storm the Vatican and get rid of them. If, if if anyone wants to take up arms against anyone, take it up against the Vatican. And everyone's worried about money. They have it all. Get rid of them and take their money. Fuck Iraq. Fuck oil. Take Vatican money. Yeah. The Vatican is an autonomous state. It, it is its own country. Um, that's fact. I'm not making that up. But the, the thing that uh, not, you so know that. they can be... They're, they're an autonomous uh, nation. That means they can be invaded. Yeah, invade oh, they have them. Their own yeah, that's right. Invade them. Take them over. Take their money. Use that. Use that to fight terrorists. I don't give a shit. Just get rid of the goddamn <laughs> Vatican. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Oh my um, god. Yeah. Now here's another one. I have your, I'd be interested to see what you think about this one because I want to see if you can get some some more information on this for me. Because I can't seem to get the information I want to get answered on this. So, uh, in Versailles, Kentucky, Jim Bean, wonderful makers of Jim Bean whiskey or Jim Bean bourbon, my mistake, has been fined six hundred thousand dollars earlier this month. After they had a fire in their warehouse. Why did you hear about that? That's right. We actually talked about this on the show. Um, Now, the reason why they're being fined is because um, a plume, a 23-mile plume of alcohol um, got sent into the Kentucky and Ohio rivers, which had killed some fish. That sucks. So they are, they've been fined $600,000, and Jim Bean, on their own account, they all not only agreed to the fine, but they also are going to reimburse the state agency $112,000. Well, then, the what's, then what's the news story here? They well, had the an environmental mishap. They paid for the mishap. $600,000 is a drop in a hat to a company like that. They They... They gladly paid it. They paid more than they were ordered to. Where's the story? Well, here's what I don't understand. Number one, I see nothing anywhere on this that states anywhere about if any fish actually did die and if they could prove it died from that. Well, I'm not sure that a bunch of whiskey in the water is... Uh, necessarily a bad thing. That's just it. What is whiskey? They, they found dead fish along 62 miles of Glens Creek and Kentucky River. 
They're also dead fish in the Ohio River, but an energy environment spokesperson had described the impact there as negligible. Sure. So the company stood Uh, up. The fire was started by a lightning strike. Okay. So act of God. Of God. Oh, I just find that. I mean, like, I I love that Jim Bean has just stood up and said, yeah, no problem. Yeah, wonderful. I think that's a great thing. Wonderful. I, I think don't... it's even better that they're reimbursing for the state and agency for the for the uh, cost of the emergency itself. I will. My my hat goes off to the company. Everybody talks about potential. That boy is gonna be something special. But no one bothered to tell me. You gotta take side. What's it in your head? It's in your head. A big decision. Take sides. Take sides. And when you beat the devil, you will always save his Take sides. 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 Take s